Hey everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left's the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey King. Hi. Super Bowl 52's done? Yeah. Good one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> this is a special edition of the show because, of course, we have to have the third Amiga with us for this one. A man who has his own entrance music. Yeah, but then they weren't available. No. So we had Punk Radio instead. Oh, that'd be me then. <laughs> Why is hey, this a special edition? Because surely, surely, as the Super Bowls happened, it should just be the next edition. No, this is what? special because we're going long. I think. Oh, we're going long. And it's so special. Going very like every long. throw in the Super Bowl. Not yesterday. like Brandon Cooks then. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, God! Wow! Wow! Controversial. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's okay. It's I think that it, as we mean to go on. <laughs> I think it's special because Jim gets to bash the Patriots for a minute. I'm not going to bash the Patriots. Right. You always bash the Patriots. Well, maybe I will. Everyone bashes the Patriots. <laughs> I could be professional, but no one wants to hear that. I've got a wager, so I'm going to see if that, that oh, plays yeah. out. Yeah. Can I not know about this No, wager, you can't then? know about it. Well, how are we going to know if you've done it or not? Oh, you'll hear. Is this number of Brady insults in, in one podcast? <laughs> it might be. You don't know. <laughs> Something like James Harrison, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, that's so close. <laughs> that's so close. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys. So, yeah, it was the Super Bowl yesterday, and the Philadelphia Eagles won the game... 41 points to 33 against the New England Patriots, who were going for their sixth Super Bowl title. Didn't work out. Philadelphia get their first ever. Uh, last time they were there, they lost to the Patriots by a field goal. Uh, Vinatieri that time. Yep. That it was. Right. Uh, this and time they got it done. A late interception as well, I think it was, on the mm. drive back. That was the one where T.O. had come back from broken leg in six weeks or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and still caught yeah. five balls for 100 yards, wherever it was. Yeah. We'll talk about T.O. later. But, um, yeah, initial thoughts on the game then, guys. We've had less than 24 hours to process it. Well, what a game. Let's just start there. Yeah. Super exciting. From We're all neutral fans, obviously, as, as well. Mm-hmm. I say we're neutral. Well, neutral. You're a Raiders fan, so you hate the, the Patriots, and Jim just hates the Patriots. But, um, I'm a Steelers fan. I, I won my bet. I, I won yeah, my bet. I what? think so. I won I my bet. So. What, saying I'm a Steelers fan? No, I wondered how long it would take you to mention the Steelers, and it's less than three minutes. What? We're talking about a Super Bowl that doesn't include the Steelers, and you've bought them up. me! <laughs> anyway, oh, that was a leading him. question. Yeah. <laughs> I would not, I'm not talking about the Steelers in this podcast. I right? deliberately didn't mention the Steelers, I just said you hate the Patriots. <laughs> anyway, anyway, come on then. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Um, not the defensive performance we expected from the Eagles, I would say that, um, but came out clutch. But throughout the game, just super entertaining, back and forward. Great plays, gadget plays from both sides. One hand off, one both didn't. defenses had been told, just don't bother yeah. trying to do too much and let's just have a high scoring point fest. Yeah, absolutely. Because neither defense did anything at all. And for that Eagles front seven, I was amazed that they weren't getting that much pressure on Brady. They weren't forcing him into errant throws and all the rest of it. And apart from, you know, obviously the one play towards the end of the game, mm. um, I, I just couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible defence. It was. One, was it one sack for both teams in the whole game? And that no, was they, the, didn't, they didn't sack Nick Foles. No, so I mean one sack. There was one for, sack oh, for both, in the entire okay, game. Yeah, and that teams. was the, the fumble at the end. Mm. Yeah. So but that's, that's another thing we can talk about with the uh, Philadelphia O-line then. Because they were dominating the entire game, really. Yeah. They gave Foles so much time in the pocket. Yeah, I don't think Foles was pressured once. And the he running game was hits, able to move because of them. Well, the yeah. one, I mean, the one thing to look at with that as well is that 
they've basically put in a whole new system for Foles that they weren't playing with Wentz. Mm. Now, those first couple of games of Foles were basically his pre-season where they kind of said, right, what can you do, what can't you do? They completely changed their entire offense so it became a much more kind of run-pass option rather than just pocket passing. And, you know, it's it's born fruit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's and just, it's, it's the Patriots don't like playing against that either. I mean, that defense was not set up to to really slow them down enough. No, no, it wasn't. They, you know, they're missing some key players. Hightower does make a difference. You know, made some key plays in in previous Super Bowls. Um, but you know, we can't really talk about injuries and not talk about Carson Wentz. So it's, I think it sort mm. of balances itself out. But Jason Peters as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah, although it didn't make a difference, as we said, they they just could not get pressure. Um, but it was, it was it was just entertaining. Sorry, I'm just going to go back to that. It was just absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Jeffrey made some fantastic catches, really stepped up when they needed him. Obviously, Ajayi, we, we touched on before the podcast, um, Punk, but uh, yeah. he didn't look 100%. But he had the ankle injury going into the game, didn't he? He did, yeah, but Blunt really stepped up, and Clement looked like the big body back that we didn't expect him to be. Um, was just you know moving the pile. He still looks shifty. And he's he had, has good hands plays. as well. He's had good big hands yeah, as well. The off-season. Absolutely. You know, post-season. Yeah, so some standout performance from the Eagles and, um, you know, and likewise from, from the Patriots side of things offensively. Gronk, as we all expect, was, was just a handful throughout. Um, they finally got to really utilise him in the second half. It was interesting, actually, how how Jeffrey and Gronk almost flipped halves. Yeah. So first half, it was all Alshon Jeffrey. Second half, certainly sort of... Third, yeah. third, going into the fourth quarter, it was all Gronk. Absolutely, well, he had nine yards in the first half, didn't he? He ended the game with 116 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. it was the fact they broke the record for the most yards in a Super Bowl with three minutes left in the third quarter. Well, it's, uh, I mean, I think the one I saw that kind of made me set up was most yards in an NFL game ever. Well, I didn't, not, see, not, I didn't not, even not, see that. Not postseason, not Super Bowl ever. Just, I mean, they're just walking up and down. Yeah, they were up and down the field all day long. Both teams. Yeah, two. Well, there was the obviously the we're going to go into more detail. I'm sure about the strip sack, but there was interception in the first half for the Patriots. Yeah, maybe one or two three and outs, and that was it. The rest of it was scoring plays. I think the punters must have been the most bored people in that stadium because they literally had nothing to do. Yeah, but also probably really grateful because it's a high pressure situation. You don't want to be doing anything. Yeah, you don't want to be muffing punts. (laughs) No. So, uh, yeah, I think they're probably quite pleased. But, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, an amazing game for stats if we uh, start talking about some of the individual players. Let's go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles running backs. So, LeGarrette Blunt had the most 90 yards on the touchdown. Jay Ajayi, 57 yards. Um, Corey Clement only had 8 yards on the ground, but he had 100 yards receiving and a mm. touchdown. So, yeah. How many um, how many carries did Ajayi and Blunt have? Because that's what's interesting, I think. So, Blunt had 14 carries and Ajayi had 9. 9. And what were the yardages again, sorry? 90 yards for Blunt and 57 for Ajayi. Yeah, so they're both over 5 yards. It's, yeah, about yeah. six and a half, seven yards yeah. carry, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, smashing the averages. Yeah, absolutely. That was the good thing. That was how you beat the Patriots. You've got to keep the ball rolling on offense. You've yeah. got to sustain drives. And even when they were losing it on uh, third down, they were converting on fourth down. Yep. Doug, yeah, Pe- Doug Peterson does go for it on fourth down. He's an aggressive head coach. Well, the Patriots were last in yardage, uh, or worst in large yardage allowed um, in, in the whole in season. The regular season, but, yeah. But were, I think, top three in, in red zone defense. So mm-hmm. when they did get stuffed, fourth, fourth, uh, sorry, um, fourth and goal on the one-yard line, 
go to go for it was just incredibly ballsy. Especially right before half time. Yeah. Um knowing the Patriots were getting the ball back yeah. to be and that in the took second half. About three minutes to for them to rock, march up the field and score yeah, a touchdown. Exactly. So. And and you know, it they, I think that's probably where they won it. Because I think that just gave them enough of a lead that they just had to then match what the Patriots did in the second half yeah, as yeah. opposed to actually trying to play from behind or try yeah. and do something to get back in front. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it went in 22-12 at halftime, wasn't it? Yes, that Scott sounds right. Yeah, so you take that touchdown away and it's it's a lot tighter. And with the Patriots getting the ball first, second half, they're then jumping out five or six points ahead. And you're always going to wonder then as an eagle whether or not you can score enough points to actually overtake them and have enough possessions. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very quick that first quarter. Uh, I turned to you and after the first drive, thinking that's two minutes gone, it was seven. Yeah. They've been taken up just by a field goal at the end of it. The whole game. The whole game just seemed to fly by. Mm. But, and that's because you've got these long sustained drives where, you know, you haven't got stoppages every five minutes. I don't think there were that many flags, to be honest. I think it was no. maybe one or two on the Patriots. There was one on the Patriots, one false as usual. Start. Five, there was one a five, yards, five yards yeah. penalty yeah. on the Patriots, and there were six penalties on the Eagles for 35 yards. Okay. It's a pretty but, clean game. But that's pretty clean. There's That means there's not a lot of clock stoppage. It's wasted time. No. And if you're driving for six, seven minutes, even if you're only getting a field goal out of it, yep. you're taking Brady off the field. Yeah, we Jim and I actually discussed when we were watching, um, or sort of in the pre-game, about non-calls and how we want playoff football to be played. Um, and we we sort of mentioned that there was a couple of calls that could have gone either way in the yeah. championship game. But in the Super Bowl, I think actually the, the officiating was fantastic. There was a ton of non-calls. You know, we'll talk about the the, the catch the rule. That's passes. nothing to do with them. They would that was deferred. But actually on the field. No real pass interference. There's the a only, of obvious the ones, only but... one that I really kind of jumped out of my seat and said, you can't just let them get away with that, was a pass interference on the two-point conversion, where I can't remember who Jeffrey. it was. Uh, yes, they've thrown the ball towards the corner of the end zone for Jeffrey. When he was and falling I down. Can't, he was in the air, and the Patriots guy's not even looking for the ball. He's just gone straight through him. Mm. I can't think who the Patriot was. I think it's right. I haven't had enough sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> but he just seemed to Random be there a good defender. second and a half, two seconds before the ball, making a tackle. Yeah, the the only thing that I think counters that to some extent, I agree, it, it, that was controversial, but there was a lot of non-calls. The ones that were given were horse, collar, horse collars while they're running. There was one against Gronk, which I And at the end, of the end of the day, yeah. that call doesn't matter because of the way the result went. Absolutely. But if the Eagles lose by two points or three points, yeah. then you're sitting there looking at that going, that's a controversial one. Yeah, there was one on Gronk, though, when the Patriots kicked a field goal. And um, I turned around to Jim and I said, do you know what, I think that's pass interference. We watched the replay and you sort of went, actually, yeah, that could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was a non-call. So yeah. I think that there's debates to be made for both. But I think that was great. Because I think... Yeah, no, it, it does make for ca- a better game. They, if they just say, Carrera. go play and just mm-hmm. get on with it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Talking about some uh, points left on the field. There were some missed points from the kickers. So after the first touchdown from Olshon Jeffrey, that 34-yard bomb, Jake Elliott missed the extra point. Then, just to start the second quarter, uh, Stephen Goskowski gets down for a 26-yard attempt, but the snap is muffed, and he still manages to hit the post. But that's got, three points missed there. I he know, missed an extra point as well. I know the kickers had problems uh, in the warm-ups because the logos were slippery mm. that they'd painted on the field because they'd forgotten to put the hash marks in. 
so they had to put the hash marks on top of the logo rather than underneath the logos so it meant that the slippery wet paint was on the top right okay. as opposed to underneath which i think probably it took them a couple of kicks to to adjust to which is why we saw some early ones going a bit here there and everywhere now I mean, you're still being paid two million dollars a year to kick in the NFL, and you know, yeah, you shouldn't be missing. You shouldn't extra be points. missing extra points if you know the footing's bad. Adjust your run up. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Guskowski got un- that was really unlucky because he actually had to s- stop his run and then had a one one step one drop. step yes had a one, one step, step run up didn't he? So yeah. that was that was a tough one for him, and obviously it completely froze you. But he off, was twenty six but- yards out, so it was basically an extra point, wasn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah, it, it messed up his angle, though, didn't it, of his run-up? So if you're used to doing that, it's all about repetition. So I kind of, in that instance, you've got to feel bad for the guy because that's nothing to do with him. Yeah. So that was completely messed up. Yeah. But the extra point, inexcusable, frankly, from my, my, my perspective. Absolutely. And same for Elliot. So I think that, you know, again, it doesn't really change the outcome because it would just just been two points. But um, anyway, it's just another sort of... Another plot line that, that made it an exciting game. I'm sure somewhere, someone somewhere in a tinfoil hat has managed to turn it into some kind of conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Probably some Steelers fan, to be honest. But, yeah, they you are know, weird, yeah. They do, they do have their moments. Yeah, Jim's got his tinfoil on now, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, it suits him, suits him. Mm. Should we talk about the uh, the Brady attempted catch that, that not, wasn't after the missed field goal by Goskowski? So it's third down and five. Yep. And they, as the Patriots like to do, they do throw in a trick play. He Quite should have long. caught that. Yeah, he should have if, caught if he was actually bothered, he should have caught he that. He jumped too early, didn't he? He jumped too early. He it... short armed it. He didn't want to. He didn't want to put his arms out. All right, it came over his head. He's yeah. not used to looking for the ball. But mm. come on, man, you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You've got to go and make that play. Yeah. If he'd you have could... taken one more step and jumped, man, that would have been perfect. If been... that had been his, his receiver had dropped that ball from him. Yeah. He would have absolutely laid into them. Well, that did happen when Wes Welker dropped it. It wasn't him, but his it was wife, his, missus, his wife, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know: has anyone seen on Twitter yet if Giselle's blamed anyone for this loss at all? Oh, I don't know. Apparently, she was <laughs> she uh, congratulating she Eagles players in the tunnel. Oh, that's nice of her. And went as she was leaving the stadium. It's actually meant to be a class act. I don't mind her defending her husband as well when Wes Welker should have caught that ball, but <laughs> she should also, for consistency, she should have a little dig at Brady this week. Should be having, <laughs> should be definitely, definitely taking something off the table for him this week. Well, I'll put my hat, I'll put my hat into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, with that miss, they're then on fourth down, but they go for it. Um, a, a long hit to uh, Gronk, which is then incomplete. So they they turned it over on downs at the end of that that series. Yes. So they still went for it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Some t- they were covering Gronk in the first half at least, so it didn't work. They were well, yeah. The, what they were doing is they were using one of the safeties to come and play underneath to to block that off, and yeah. they're just letting the cornerback run with him all all the way down the field, and it worked. Of course, Patriots being Patriots saw that, changed it at half time, and that's why all of a sudden Gronk came alive in the second half. I think it's that's that's what I think is amazing is they do they are the best team. I mentioned it last week, um, Punk. I don't know if you heard is is they are the best team at adapting mid game. They the do. Patriots and and you saw second half. We saw last week when Gronk went out. Right, we're going to go deep with Cooks, make them play true, make them play off. Yeah, off man. Then we'll talk to you underneath. This week it was right. Okay, well we expected all week for Malcolm Jenkins to be. On Gronk, he's one of the better cover um, safeties in the league, an all pro. He's brilliant. Yep. Um, oh my god, they've not done that. We've either got a nickel corner and a safety, or a nickel corner and a linebacker double teaming. We weren't expecting that. What do we do now? 
Yeah. Then White was the meant to be the safety blanket. Is then being locked up by Jenkins. So it was um, really good sort of um, alternate play calls from defensively from the Eagles initially, but just again, as you say, adapted at half time and just you know took advantage of what was there. But that's what the Patriots do. I mean, like you said, yeah. they are the best in the league at, at making those little adjustments to be able to do what they want to be able to do. Yeah, you could see Brady as well. Second half started calling plays himself. Um, you know, he was lining up. There was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of movement pre-snap, so yep. he could read the read the defense, read the coverages, and he was already deciding before the plays were called who he was going to. It wasn't him going through progressions. He went right based on this coverage. I can talk to you here. Um, you know, and he. Um, you know, he 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 embarrassed them, frankly. I think in the second half until that fourth quarter, he was so clinical. That's yeah, that first drive in the second half. That was one of the quickest drives of it. I think I've ever seen down the field. I I was just surprised at, at, at how I wouldn't say they were poor, but how easily dissected the Eagles' yeah. defense were. Yeah, um, they've played tight all season long. Mm. So for 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 them to kind of get mashed up the way they did, yeah. It was it was a bit of bit of a shock. It was it was, and you know we kind of expected with Foles in there to for the the Patriots defense to step up, make a couple of plays, and then you know the Patriots slowly but surely pull away, not massively, but maybe get a fourteen point lead or something like that. But well, honestly, neither that, neither team stepped up defensively. It was I mean, outrageous. I I thought the Eagles might play it tight to start with, mm. and just lots and lots of blunt and ajay on the ground, and just yep. try and yeah. smash it down their throats. But mm-hmm. they didn't. I mean, they opened up almost straight away. Yeah. Well, the problem so, was they weren't even eating the clocks. They were averaging about uh, in the first half anyway about nine yards a carry. Yeah. So when you're running the ball, you're not meant to be running for nine yards exactly. a carry. You're meant to be running five. Right. Okay. That's a minute each first down. If you have to, do, if you go five yards of carry, no, actually we're getting first downs on every single run. We might as well just throw it. It was um, well, yeah. I mean, we talk about the first drive taking up seven minutes, but the second drive where the touchdown to Jeffrey that took one minute forty three on yeah. three plays, seventy seven yards. But the Garrett Blunt twenty one yard touchdown that was six plays, but only took three minutes off the clock. Mm. You know, they were they were certainly just going into kind of an, almost an air raid yeah. offense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sort of throws the game plan out the window. If we're gonna we're gonna play Smash Mouth football, we're gonna take time off the clock. Oh no, actually, we're playing against a terrible defense. It is almost like in the week before the Super Bowl, everyone just went. You know what we're used to doing? We're not gonna do that. Yeah. We're just gonna do the complete opposite of what everyone expects. Yep. And away we go. And and it looks like both teams did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you look as well. You know what's going to happen in in the next couple of days? I don't know if the the McDaniel's thing's been announced yet. But I said to you. Um, Jim about the if I was to pick one of the coaches to be a head coach from that Patriots roster it would have been McDaniels it wouldn't be Patricia I don't actually think he's that good defensively I think Belichick is a genius and reigns him in and well, you saw today which which side of the ball or yesterday sorry you see, which side of the ball actually excelled and the Patriots offense was fantastic yeah defensively though they were horrific but I think everyone was horrific defensively. It was like something yeah. had happened. But I can't pick out one little scheme that they put in that really made a difference. And I think, whereas with the Eagles, I can say that Jenkins completely locked up White, who was the difference in the last Super Bowl. So at least, despite that, I can still say something positive about the Eagles' defense. I can't say anything positive about the Patriots. I suppose I suppose the one thing for me with the Patriots' defense is the Malcolm Butler situation mm. and why wasn't he on that field alright he'd been ill he turned up yeah. he was on the sideline dressed he played so special teams he yeah. played special teams so he I'm 
He knew something was up. He was crying before the game, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he'd definitely been told. He'd definitely been told, oh, by the way, you're not going to be playing in the defence. But that makes no sense when the Eagles have as many weapons as they do and Butler's one of your more experienced defenders. When he's on, he's one of the premier corners in the league. You know, I I, I didn't get that at all. I really didn't understand that. He's he's obviously done something non-football related, hasn't he? Well, Well, you said he arrived late. he... He arrived a day late uh, well, to, agreed, to Minnesota agreed just because he'd okay. been ill so it was a case of keep the infection or the flu or whatever it was um, away from the rest of the team Right. Okay. so you turn up a day after everybody else mm-hmm. but something's obviously happened between Tuesday and Sunday Yeah. for him to suddenly be told and it looked like I mean like you say he was crying on the sideline at the mm. National Anthem so it looked like he'd been told just 10 minutes then, yeah. before they went out mm. so I don't I don't really get mm. why what the thinking behind that was. I mean, they've I obviously know. worked on something during the week when he's not been there, but... He's got, he's got, he's, he's got to be included in the game plan. I, I, I'm I, very much to the oak that if someone's done something wrong that's detrimental to the team or from an attitude standpoint, they, sh- they shouldn't play. Um, that's just what how I would coach a team. I agree, I but without knowing... made when it's a Super Bowl and you go, look, I'll penalise you next year. No, 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 no. I, can, I don't I, want to do that. I do can you? get that. I can absolutely understand that. But without knowing what it is, you know, normally if someone's smoking a flipping bong in a car park or something, then yeah. that comes out and you know what's going on. Mm. But this seems to have been, you know, no one knows anything. It's, it's no one's reported anything. It no. seems like it's happened the morning of the game. Yeah, at the earliest. So, yeah. yeah. What can it be? Unless, I don't know, he fell asleep in a meeting or... Uh, got I drunk know. in his hotel room or something. Drunk, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's pure speculation, but... It's just odd he plays special teams. But he's pro- obviously healthy yeah. enough to play. The problem you have with it is, or I have with it, is why would you hamstring your own team yeah. in that way the day of the big game? Yeah, it's odd. Because I, I don't mind them suiting him up if they haven't got a suitable replacement who's not gone through the game plan right. just to keep the other team true do you remember was it not? it was not last year I think it was against the Seahawks where Grunt got injured and they still suited him up for the game yeah. just to make playing, them think that he was playing to make them yeah. think he was playing but he didn't play one snap in that game right. or he, he, I think he did but he was a run play like he didn't actually yeah, yeah, just catch stood there and did nothing but I don't mind them doing that with Butler but for him to then play special teams does suggest it's it something he's done it was done. weird it was a Very weird odd. situation Mm, very odd. Again. Well, I'm guessing we'll find out at some point. <laughs> Maybe Malcolm. Well, Butler yeah, I mean, Malcolm it. Butler's a free agent now, so yeah, I dare say as soon as he's out of out of the Patriots building, he'll he'll yeah. probably tell everybody yeah. that wants to listen. But well, no. unless unless it's that embarrassing, that he won't. To be fair, we're, <laughs> we're, we're most likely to hear controversy post Super Bowl from Giselle. So I reckon Giselle's <laughs> going to let us know what's going to happen. Check the Twitter feed. Has anything yeah. been posted by Giselle? See if there's any videos of her going into the lift, going if Malcolm Butler could just get in on time. <laughs> Curfew issue. That's mm, probably the most likely. Yeah, mm. and they obviously thought they could win without him because otherwise they would, like I said, they would have suited him and actually played him on defense. Yeah, the best defensive player all through the game. Yeah, yeah, they still didn't go to him. No. They obviously do think they can win with it. They, they're two best defensive players play for other teams that would have been under contract. Jamie Collins and Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler yeah. Jones is an all pro, and yeah. they went, "Nah, we're good." Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Collins, you know, you starting to mouth off a little bit. Off you go. Yeah. Schemes, isn't it? Send you to Cleveland. Yeah, it's all schemes. Yeah, doesn't matter who we plug in; anyone can do That's it. That's it. Absolutely. If Absolutely. we go back to the offensive side very quickly, I mean, the Patriots did have three players go over 100 yards 
on on receiving. You had Damian, Daniel Mandola, eight catches, 152 yards. Chris Hogan, six catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. And Gronk, 116 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. So he was targeting at different periods of the game. He goes to his favorite players for that five minutes or I mean, something. He just likes a matchup. For I a drive, it's... he'll pick on two but players. But that's what Brady he... does, isn't it? He yeah. sits there, he goes, I like this matchup. And yeah. nine times out of ten, the defense don't see it straight away. And they will automatically assume, oh, he'll go there, then he'll go there, and he'll spread it around. Yeah. But all Brady does is he just, like you said, picks on one player and goes, well, I like that matchup. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep going to it until they move something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then he'll move on to the next one. And that's just the way Brady plays. That is, it is. It's just quite funny, really. I think I think that's hilarious. But it's it's in theory, it's it is go outside and play with your mate style of playing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, we know Jim can't cover a speedster, so you know, just keep doing that yeah, until yeah. they put a speedster on yeah. the speedster. It, it's just basic. Yeah, it's it's not making things too complicated. No, and there's no ego in that dressing room either. So I don't think anyone really cares when that no, happens exactly. even if it's a full game when they do it yeah. it's just like you know you see games where it's, it tends to be the, their elite guys so either Cooks or, or Gronk but no one really cares they're like oh I've got one catch for, for eight yards whatever you know on to the next game it's fine next see- week I know I'll have yeah. ten for 160 and three touchdowns yeah. so yeah, every, at- as long as everyone's getting fed the ball yeah. everyone's happy yeah, yeah. Well, they just they just know that it'll be their turn at some point. Whereas you look at to use your t- you know your two because you're both here. The, your teams as an example. Was it Bryant this year kicking off about being better than Smith Schuster? You had Amari yeah. Cooper saying well, he wanted to get the ball more yeah, as well yeah. this year. It tends to tends to be. But that's that's wide receivers, isn't it? Wide yeah. receivers are divas, and Patriots do not pick up diva wide receivers no, other don't. than Ocho Cinco and Randy Moss. Yeah. But they both knew that they needed to. And they were exactly they're both at the end of the, their careers, and they mm. knew they were there to win a win a Super Bowl if they could, and that was it. Yeah. So they didn't step out of line. No, absolutely. And that's the Patriot way. Mm. Except apparently, Ocho Cinco couldn't learn the playbook. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the two touchdown catches, which were a little bit controversial. Yeah. Let's start with the Corey Clement twenty-two yard touchdown pass from Nick Foles. Uh, there were seven minutes and eighteen seconds left in the third quarter. This is, he, um, the, this is the controversial one. I don't know what a catch is. The other one's not controversial. I, 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 I've been watching the NFL since nineteen eighty four. I mm. do not know what a catch is. No, well, it's the fact that the and it's got worse over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. It's the fact that Chris Collinsworth, who was commentating, who's done it for years and years and years, played himself well and, and owns Pro Football Focus, which is possibly the best analy- football anal- analytical site there is doesn't know what a catch is no <laughs> that's what's worrying yeah and it's got worse the last yeah. couple of years yeah ever, ever since that Des Bryant playoff against the Packers against right? the Packers where he caught the ball four yards out mm-hmm. ran into the end zone then dropped the ball and it was suddenly an incomplete no, 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 pass no no, 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 no. That, that you're talking about the Megatron no 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 is when he, no, no, he threw it out the back of the, no, 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 I'm thinking the end zone Des Bryant in the playoffs catches the ball tries he, to reach he, over no, the line no he reaches over the line he yeah he, okay he, so he reaches over the play over Okay, but he's three yards from the end zone, but yeah. he's turned the defender, gone across the end zone, That's sure, and it gets called an incomplete pass because he drops the ball as he's gone over the line. Yeah. Well, it's either got to be a fumble or, or a touchdown. It can't be an incomplete pass. But ever since that point in time, mm. it seems like it's gotten weirder and stranger. And Yeah, there's some ambiguity, isn't there, for sure. It definitely moved in his hand then, so it's so what do it's you a think? laser of a throw, isn't it? Great, I mean, it's a great, great throw. Great throw. It's a great catch. I think it's he a, survived the ground. 
I think yeah. it's a touchdown. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm of the opinion, and I think, King, you're the same as me, in that as long as the ball doesn't touch the ground, it's a catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's these ones where, like the Zach Ertz one a bit more for me, where he's kind of the caught the ball, but the ball's touching the ground as he's gone down to the ground, yeah, and then kind of popped up. Well, to me, that ball's hit the ground, so should that be... But because he's in possession of yeah. it, whereas Clement maybe was juggling his a little bit... I think that's on. the difference. I think that, you know, <laughs> it's, do you have control? And I think it's about having control and then making a football move, isn't it? I think yeah. what the rule says. It state. is, it is. So I think the Ertz one isn't controversial because he took three steps and took a left turn. If you're taking a left, if you're changing direction with the ball in your hands, that's a football move. He then dived over the line, broke the plane, then lost. The, well, actually retained the ball. He did I know retain it the, the ball. Floor, yeah, but no, no, t- he retained the ball. Yeah. So even even so, that would have been a fumble. Yeah, fumble recovered by, by himself. Whatever, but, but fumble recovered by himself. That's yeah. fine. I think the Clement one is where there is that there is you know some controversy there in a sense that what is having control of the ball because the ball started on the right hand side of his body, then moved to the middle, then moved to the left throughout the catch, and by the time it nestled in the left hand side. His foot went out of bounds. So is that... Did he have control the first two steps when the ball's sliding across his midriff? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's but, touching but, his body, yeah. but it's moving. It is but, moving. But he's but also, also got it pressure didn't touch on the it. Floor. pressure he's, on it the whole but way he's, through by at least you know, one hand. It's, then. It's, it's like the try rule, isn't it? As long yeah. as you're putting pressure down, you don't actually have to hold the ball. Yeah, yeah. So is it a case of they looked at it and said, well, he's pushing the ball from the right yeah. to the left but yeah. did so, the Patriots not lose a fumble last week where the ball was sliding across someone's body despite being pressed against it and that was called a fumble because he didn't have control of the ball this is, is that it. not exactly the, the same but this is the whole point isn't it this is this is why the, the rules are ridiculous yeah. need clarifying that, and just throw it all out and yeah. just say if you catch the ball with two feet inbounds yeah. that's a catch yeah. and get on with it yeah I and you know it <laughs> It's exactly the same as that one last week that they the Patriots lost out on. They then lost out on this one again. And the Patriots won the f- last week against the Jags. The ball was pressed against his body with one hand the whole time, the same hand. Whereas the Clemens one actually transitioned from one to the other. You're talking about the yeah. Deion Lewis fumble? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the Deion Lewis fumble. Was with one, in one hand the whole time. Yeah. Clemens transitioned. So how has Clemens got more control because it moves hands? Because he's catching it and not running with it. Will be the yeah. answer. Well, but so it's, it's the ridiculous. difference. I think. Either yeah, no, way, absolutely. And we can sit here and we can talk. There's, there's probably a hundred catches just from the last, yeah, yeah, season but, that we can talk through like this, yeah. and we'll never get to the answer no. because no one knows what the rule no. is. But in my, in the my mind, got a few wins because of this catch rule as well. You know, yeah. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, that was a, a certain player in week fifteen that I'm not going to mention the team they plays for. But, uh, a bit well, late for that one. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, <laughs> but no, I think I think ultimately though, did he they've been to... second seed if those uh, have did... gone the other way. I don't think that matters really. Do they get? No. Do they get? Doesn't that? Did he get two feet? Did he have two feet in bounds with the ball in his hands? Clement. Yeah. He was on the line. <laughs> he was. Close, he was on the I line. I think the first step he had. And I, I, th- I think he does because I think actually when you watch it, I think you can see a bit of the dark stuff rather than the white stuff puff up <laughs> yeah. in the air as the he as he drags his foot. The third, the third foot there. was definitely out of bounds, yeah. but I think the second one, the left foot, yeah, just about. Okay, so makes that's fine. It. And did the ball touch the floor? No, no. Well, it's a catch then, isn't it? Yes, there you should go. be a catch. Solved. And actually, it's quite nice that the refs didn't 
uh, go against what was called on the field because both times no, they, I agree. they were called touchdowns and that's I, something and we've seen recently isn't it overall that, overall there it. is something that's happened recently with I mean the uh, the whole point of replay was supposed to be incontrovertible evidence mm-hmm. to overturn something otherwise you go with the call on the field that's right recent times that's not been the case it's been very much let's change it and then make it right And but maybe the evidence isn't quite there mm. So I quite liked it. I thought it was all right. I'd have overturned it based on the current rules, but I think that he got. I'm glad you know the current rules because I swear (laughs) to God I don't. It seems any movement whatsoever is then no longer. I would would have overturned it based on current rules, but based on what I would call a catch. If my dad threw me the ball in the garden, is did I get two feet in bounds? Yes, and did the ball touch the floor? No. Right, that's a catch. So I think I think it's a catch. Yeah. But based on the rules, on the I rules, personally probably, would, I probably probably would have overturned it. Yeah. That's why I think there's controversy. But the Ertz thing, he turned left. If you make a football move, and I have to call a 90-degree turn, yes. a football move, you break the plane. I think that's a legit touchdown all day long. Yeah, yeah and that touchdown came with 2 minutes 21 to go in the game, which of course still gives Brady 2 minutes 21. I was sat there going, that's far too long. A 2-minute warning, yeah, a, a timeout. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes twenty-one. The way that game was going, you could have got down there twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then what happens, of course, is the fumble recovery with Brandon Graham coming from the outside to the inside, getting the strip sack on Brady. Derek Barnett, great to see him uh, recover that as well. The first round pick from the Eagles. Yeah, he's had a pretty good year. Drafted actually in Philly, so he had a great reception at the at the draft. Yep. Then you sparingly, so I think he's probably a bit frustrated because when he's got on the field, he's I think he had five and a half sacks for the season. He had the only sack was it against the Vike? Um, was it the week before that? Sorry, had mm-hmm. the only sack in the playoffs there, which was a strip sack, and then recovers this. He's um, you know, when he's played, he's um, he's played brilliantly. So for him to sort of get that recognition, I think, is pretty cool as a rookie. But that's only five seconds off the clock with Philadelphia getting the ball back, so they had to get. A first down. They had to. You know, the game wasn't over. No, we still had the two-minute warning. We still had the extra um, timeout there for the Patriots. And of course, the Philadelphia Eagles don't get it done. Uh, they don't get the touchdown. They have to go with a Jake Elliott 46-yard field goal with a minute and five left. That's got some stones on it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, like and and that was ha- had another ten yards on it. He absolutely boomed that. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. Um, they, they, I, I was sitting there going 46 yards Ooh, I remember Scott Norwood wide right from about 47 <laughs> the old Bills you know? and, he had the record earlier the, for the rookie 42 yards was the rookie thing with that though he misses that mm-hmm. they're at the 50 pretty much yeah. already yeah. so you know at that point you're then leaning very heavily towards the Patriots mm-hmm. but no he absolutely boomed it yep. they got it down to 1 minute and 5 seconds Still, that's still too much time. Still time for Brady until to the, come until back. that clock's on zeros. Yeah. There's just no way you can rule the Patriots out. Yeah, no. and of course they did manage to move it at least to halfway. They're on the 49 yard line um, for the New England Patriots uh, for the last two plays. It was a first down and a second down. Uh, two. Well, the first one was a short pass, incomplete. Um, Ronald Darby managed to break it up. So with nine seconds to go, it's the last play of the game. Brady manages to launch it into the end zone. We've seen this before. <laughs> At Gronk, I thought they'd come that's, up with that's it. Stayed out in the air way too what long. happened was as the three eagles and Gronk go up, it yeah. hits one of the eagles' hands. But as they're going down, it hits someone else's arm or something, goes back up again. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going, I can see that Edelman catch from last 
Super Bowl yeah, all yeah. over again where someone's just going to dive in, Amandola or someone yeah. dive in and just pick it up off the floor. Mm. But um, no, luckily it, it hit the deck and Eagles win. Yeah. It was very similar to the, the Giants Super Bowl victory where Brady launched it up at, at Gronk and it yeah, almost I think, made I think it as well. You know? It's one of those, isn't it? It's end of the game you really have no choice it's yeah. it's now or never so i don't think we can we can really compare the two just yeah they were hail marys because they had to try and score yeah just an absolutely incredible game i don't think anyone expected that and i don't think line. we're giving enough credit to the eagles i think we've talked a lot about the deficiencies of the patriots and this that and the other but to actually take nick Foles, stick him in put a new system in place all in what six weeks yeah yeah and what was known as a and work your way through the playoffs yeah absolutely no i think that's brilliant every round they're expected to lose falcons yeah, absolutely vikings yep yep Patriots. I, I kept saying it i you know hold my hands up but it's um you know for everyone to step up Aguilar, who was well about 18 months ago was was sort of Scrappy labeled, time, wasn't well, labelled as a bust, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, frankly. Yeah, and um, Ertz, one catches for eighty-four yards. Ertz has been, you know, one of the t- top. Well, cemented Ertz, himself as one of the top tight ends this season. Ertz, Gronk, and Kelsey, three yeah. tight ends. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say no to any of them. No, absolutely, um, absolutely. Head and shoulders above the others. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, including Greg Olson. Uh, Olsen, I think, is in the debate. He's, he just he keeps getting injured. <laughs> I was going to say he's got to bring it up. This year. Last Tony year, Walker. Uh, he's a bit old. I was yeah, going to say the problem you've got with Olsen and Walker well is that, is that they, they the age thing does come into it a little mm-hmm. bit. So they can't stretch the field like they used to. Mm. Injuries is the thing yeah. for me. I you know if you're going to be Olsen and get injured every single season and miss you know five six seven games yeah, every yeah. season, so you're not going to be in that elite. This is his elite. most healthy season. Yeah, isn't but it? Gronk still gets a thousand yards and, exactly. and fourteen <laughs> touchdowns in five so. games. So. That's all good. Uh, yeah, I think Evan Ingram and Njoku will be in that mix soon, then. Mm. Two rookies. Maybe. OJ Howard? Huh? OJ Howard? If Winston can actually throw the ball this season. Back stuff first, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Any other thoughts from the game, then, guys? We haven't talked about the halftime show. How bad was Justin Timberlake? Because we, we couldn't really we couldn't hear, really him, hear him, him that well. And he sounded like he was on the voice box it wasn't actually sim singing it was just it, everything it, was re- it pre-recorded. looked like everything was pre-recorded everything was lip-synced everything was just really it just wasn't very interesting you got to see was, live at the I, I think i went and got a bowl of shreddies at that point because you know <laughs> it was it breakfast was, time in england <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it was outshined by a guy that died two years ago i mean that does say it all really yeah but yeah, even but then it was like they built it up to be this whole we're gonna do a prince hologram they rolled out a bed sheet and stuck an old vhs on <laughs> yeah it's like come on mm-hmm. no i i, I didn't no, go on no the half time show at all it wasn't no it wasn't but I d- no, I didn't. I think that's the worst halftime show I think I've seen in a very long time. Seeing the graphics they did of Nick Foles and Tom Brady, I'm glad they didn't try and do Prince as well because and the rest they looked nothing like Nick Foles oh, and yeah, Tom they Brady. Were, did they, they were horrific. There was a couple of videos I saw from the stadium as well of people sat in the stands and they're all sitting there going. Apart from the three rows of people in the front of the well, those stage are all that are all the paid dancers and yeah. all the rest of it, everyone else was just completely apathetic at the halftime show. You know how normally yeah. everyone's getting involved mm-hmm. and yeah. singing along or whatever? No, everyone was just chatting amongst themselves and having a beer, and the only people actually interested were the people on the field, so... You've, you've got to who sing live. <laughs> you've got to sing live at Super yeah. Bowl. Well, maybe it's because of what happened last I mean, time. They wouldn't give him any, any slack. Maybe, maybe, maybe they wouldn't so allow him on, to sing live. Maybe. We're not having you yeah, take yeah. any chances with you. Possibly. 
I still think the worst sin ever committed is the Chili Peppers not plugging their instruments in <laughs> in their Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. But this is pretty close. And yeah, I had no interest in it at all. No. I was I was more interested in seeing new Avengers and Star Wars trailers, I think, than no, I haven't seen those yet. Yeah, no, they're out there now. Awesome. I'll check Have those a look out. at those. Yeah, we missed all the Super Bowl adverts by watching it live on uh, Sky. Yeah, I'm BBC. sure you guys did. Um, they're all on Twitter and everything they are, else. They're you on can, YouTube. You can go now. and find them now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's there, there was one New York Giants one that was extremely oh, we've funny. seen that with Odell Beckham and Eli Manning. <laughs> I doing thought the that was flash great. Doing, uh, no, dirty, dirty Dancing, dancing isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it? How but, do they get Eli? Well, uh, I think it's hilarious. Is they, they're selling those like hotcakes, those advert slots, and and the NFL decides to plug, their own plug their own in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're watching the NFL Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've already got you. Yeah. Just just make sure we convert you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to buy some more merch. Yeah, outrageous. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Super Bowl. Yeah, congrats, Eagles. First yeah. time they won it. Well deserved Fantastic. as well. Well deserved. Fantastic, I think yeah. I think they to stand toe to toe with that Patriots mm-hmm. offense and do what they did with. Essentially, a backup quarterback, yeah, and a completely new system, and without their premier left tackle, yeah, I think mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think they're the best team throughout the season. I think the Eagles yeah, were. I I'd think I expected so. them to drop off when Foles came in, but I think when Wentz was out, I was saying I thought they were the best team in the league. Um, and he didn't, really, you know, Foles stepped up and played fantastically well. They didn't really skip a beat. So, no. um, yeah, I think the best team throughout the year won the Super Bowl, which is which is nice, really. You know, we've seen a couple of times where that's not been the case. The the Panthers, I think, dominated all year. Yeah, and then lost in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was that was good to see. Actually, I like to see the consistency and like to see someone new win it. It's really nice to see someone new win it. It is. You know, it is. I'm no Eagles fan. I don't think any of us no, are Eagles fans, but not. it is nice to see someone else get their hands on the trophy. It is. Yeah. It is nice. That's the whole point of the NFL is that it's supposed to be cyclical. You're not supposed to win all the time. <laughs> the Patriots are the anomaly. Patriots have broken the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of just like having not normal by the rules, normal yeah. celebrations and. You know, just being euphoric. They're flipping cars, so they're just you know flipping criminal damage, yeah. criminal yeah. damage to celebrate. The lamp post. Yep. That's we it. knew it was going to happen. Though. Welcome <laughs> to Philly. Yeah. Free meek, though, right? Free meek. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a quick break, then, guys? Come back and talk about the future of, the, of both teams, and then we'll look at the Hall of Fame as well. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, candy. Cool. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the Super Bowl 52 recap show with a special guest, Punk Raider. Yay. In the house. We have just recapped the Super Bowl. Amazing game. So before we talk about the Hall of Fame uh, inductees Mm -hmm. for 2018, just wanted to have a quick conversation about the two Super Bowl teams and what you think is going to happen to them in the next few months Mm -hmm. to next season. So let's start with the Eagles because obviously Carson Wentz will be recovered from his ACL tear yep. by next season. So he'll come back in as a starter. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with Nick Foles? We keep him as backup in case we need him. Yep. Whether Nick yeah. Foles likes that or not <laughs> is yet to be seen. But, but if you're the like Eagles... to allow him to go off somewhere else. I mean, you can't really stop him, can you? No, but I think... He's just won you a Super Bowl. You yeah. can't stop him, but you could also sit there and say to him, look, We've got a window here where most of our players are under contract. We're not losing anybody huge. Mm. We can we can come back here again two three years now. Whether he goes well, been there, done that. Don't really want to do it from being sat on the bench is up to them. But you know, I don't think that 
it's it's a foregone conclusion that Nick Foles is now going to run out the building and get a you know thirty million a year guaranteed contract somewhere. Super Bowl MVP. The stock's never been higher for Nick Foles. No, no, absolutely, I agree. But I also think you know. He was a pro bowler in 2013. The yeah, stock was but the pretty stock's high never then. been higher than right now. Yeah, no, this is this is Joe Flacco getting paid money, isn't it? You know, yeah, this and that and that's it. He might he might look at it in that way and go, well, you know, this could be the top of the mountain. Hmm. Now's the time to cash in, and then retire in three years or whatever. But he's got a baby daughter to look after. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame him for doing that. But hmm. I also can see him. I th- I think, unlike a lot of teams, I think the Eagles do come across as a very close-knit team. They do seem to be very much all in it together. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. Well, you talked about it, King, didn't you, earlier in the season? I did, he yeah. Went, he came back to the Eagles on purpose. He knew what the score was. He knew yeah. Carson Wentz was there. Yeah. He was willing to be the backup. Well, he was going to retire two years ago. Yeah. Two he, years he ago was, when he got cut from the Chiefs. He was, so. he was drafted by the Eagles lived there for what three four years obviously likes the city mm-hmm. his family was settled there his wife was settled there they've now got a baby obviously wanted to raise th- their child there yeah. so he's taken the conscious decision to move back to the Eagles as a legit backup quarterback um, you know with, with no real ex- expectations to play because Wentz right. is second year yeah. at this point so you know it's, it's Foles is a lot older than he is Um so he wouldn't ex- have, have expected to start it at all. So I think that that is going to absolutely play a part in this. That he is clearly settled in that in that location. He's done what he needs to do. You know, frankly, he's, he's, he's exceeded his own expectations. You know, we talked about stock not being higher. I can't think when he signed this contract to be a backup quarterback for the Eagles. He thought maybe he thought he'd get a ring as a backup, but yeah. not yeah. start throughout a playoff run exactly. and beat Tom Brady. So I think that you know from that perspective. I think the Eagles would be happy to have him because he's on a two-year deal. So he's got another; they've got another year with him on a backup rate. You know, maybe then his stock isn't as high, and, and you know he's a, he's a little bit older. His, his daughter's a little bit older as well, and she's settled in a school, and he wants to stay there. And and it, it sort of fits for both teams. But you know, maybe he's still got the fire, and he wants to start somewhere. But from his perspective, he's done more than he he would have ever sort of envisaged would um, envisage would happen. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, maybe he'd stay on. I think that would suit both teams, but, you know, likewise. There are going to be teams asking about Absolutely, there, there will be. Of course there will. Absolutely. If teams are going to go and ask about Kirk Cousins, they're going to go and ask about the Super Bowl MVP, so... Yeah. You know. <laughs> this is another kick on Kirk Cousins, isn't it? You know. Well, it's just, it's, it's just all a bit You can't weird. catch a break. It's, it's, and there's a decent quarterback draft class this year as well, mm-hmm. so if someone, you know, wanted to take someone for a couple of years pay him good money just to kind of caretake the position then Foles would be that guy but Alex like Smith's you said position. Was, yeah exactly but you know I just get this feeling that, that the Eagles have got this special kind of thing going and, and he might want to stay and be a part of that yeah yeah right you've, you've done more than we, uh, we, we sort of at the expectation we set when we signed you you've just won a Super Bowl you've got an MVP how about you just do the job now how about you just do the job and here's a nice little bonus yeah. for you just to yeah. say thank you. How about you do you the know? job we paid you to do and actually now there's no expectations on you. You're going to be a cult hero in this place anyway. Yeah. You already were a bit well, of a he's, legend. He's never going to have to buy a drink in Philly again, is he? Let's yeah. be honest. Absolutely. So I think, I don't know. I can see teams wanting him for sure. Um, but does he want to be a stopgap? Or does he want to be the best backup on what is you know, arguably one of the favourites to win next season? Yeah. Well, does he want to be a starter or not? And if he backs himself now to be a starter again for another team. Yeah, but is someone going to pick him up as a starter for five, six years? No. 
I think he's going to be a two, three-year job. Maybe a win now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. If not, we've just drafted a rookie. We want someone who is doesn't turn the ball over, who's a good example, knows how to watch film. Yep. Early in the building, late out. That we want him to learn from you. Does he want to be someone who's an educator, or does he want to be someone who is clearly settled in a place, has just won a Super Bowl, which he didn't expect to do, and can you know can crack on and do can have live a relatively relatively quiet and peaceful life, quiet and yeah. peaceful life, but also be a bit of an you know a cult hero. I don't know, but I think teams will want him, and it depends. If someone chucks out a second round pick for Nick Foles, there is no way the Eagles aren't taking it. No, no. Well, we'll soon find out, won't we? Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure the uh, phone's been dialed. Yeah, I mean it's, it's that time of year now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Everything everything's dialing up towards free agency and then the draft. So yeah, there'll be there'll be people on the phones. What have we? I mean, Patriots coordinators are going as it is. Well, so yeah, they they got to do some recruiting mm-hmm. because obviously they were hoping for another Super Bowl to uh, equal the record of six Super Bowl wins by a team and. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't, does it. Didn't You've work. already lost the bet. You might as well say what? the team name now. <laughs> no, no, what it is. I'm quite enjoying not saying the name. But, uh, yeah. So what was I saying? So yeah, they were hoping before they lost. They were definitely losing Dr. Josh McDaniels to Indianapolis. Yeah, they're almost certainly losing Matt Patricia to Detroit. Was oh, he going? Well, that was the the rumor before the game was that he is. Oh, I didn't know. I thought he, he wasn't. I, I he didn't is. think he was. But okay. Barring letting him 41 points against yeah, Nick Foles. Yeah, his defense then, uh, being yeah, awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, either way, they're losing their coordinator. I think they're losing their linebacker coach as well, because I think he's going with um, Josh McDaniels. So they're losing other coaches. It's not just the two coordinators. Yeah. You do lose, I think, special teams coaches going. So but they've done this before. They have, but it's Bill Belichick wasn't 65 before when he did this last No, time. it's true, and I suppose the question really isn't even some do they replace the coaches who do they replace them with because yeah, they can always just find someone off the street and say go and learn how to yeah play our playbook and away you go well, they do you they can plug do. in coaches almost as easily as you can plug in the players they'll do what place. they always do and they'll bring back old people you'll see Charlie Weiss back yeah you'll see you know Daniels Crenet. left and came back you know yeah. all these guys you look, you know um, Bill O'Brien left and then came back and now he's doing well as a head coach if yeah. he got fired Belichick would have him back as an offensive coordinator it's they'll do what they always do. There'll be a load of guys that they can bring back in that have previously worked there, worked with Belichick. I suppose. The, I suppose the real question over it all is with the whole, you know, supposed problems with Kraft, Belichick, and Brady, mm. and and the, tinfoil hat the trans, yeah, the tinfoil hat theory is that. What is well, this? what what happens if Belichick doesn't come back next season? Yeah. What if Belichick goes, you know what, I've had enough. I'm six, Like you said, he's 65 now, he's not 55. I've got nothing to prove. I've got nothing to prove to anyone. No, best coach I, I wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be starting next season. I wanted Garoppolo, yeah, exactly. And now, 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 now I've got to actually rethink the next five years rather than Belichick two has years. saying players go, coming and going. That's I, I think that's down to him almost solely. So I think he knew he Garoppolo has a say, was But we were getting close to the franchise tagging of a backup quarterback. Because his contract was up. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool, though. That, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I, I, I honestly believe that Belichick wanted Garoppolo. Mm. And Not ahead of Brady. He laughs every time someone says, are you going to drop Brady? He, there is no way he would drop Brady for Garoppolo this next season. Brady's going to fall off a cliff he, sooner than later. Yeah, but he's not doing that yet. There's no way Belichick is dropping Brady next season. So the Garoppolo thing is irrelevant. He would have been a free agent. 
Maybe. someone would have paid him even without the performances he put on for the 49ers at the end of last season. There Maybe. is no way they could have retained him on contract unless they franchised him. Maybe. But if, if you're a coach that's set everything up and then you know your owner's pulled the rug out from under you... He has complete autonomy when it comes to that team. There is no way that the owner decided to trade Jamie Collins and Belichick didn't go, we need to trade him because he's causing issues. No, no, I agree or with Jamie Jones Collins. Or Jones' surplus I agree with Jamie Collins, but... I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced. I'm he not decides, entirely convinced. He decides on all of the players they draft. He decides when they make trades. 100% he will have been involved in that Garoppolo deal. Maybe. 100%. Maybe. We'll see. But, I mean, that's that's the real question, is if he decides he's had enough. I need the GM, anyway. I swear he's head coach and GM. They've got a head of player personnel, mm. but he make, Belichick makes the decisions. No idea. I'm not that heavily involved. He definitely <laughs> made. He definitely knew about Garoppolo. Well, of course, he knew about it. Whether he was happy about it or not is another question. I don't think he cared. I think he knows that he's going to retire. As you said, he's 65. Well, maybe, he's yeah. going to retire when Brady does. Well, maybe they've moved up his plans a little. I bit. think they'd have both retired this year if they'd won Super. Do you honestly believe? I that? thought that. I That's think not what Brady was crowing about before. I don't game. care what he said. I think he knew that he's got window. As you said, he's going to drop off a cliff. Can you imagine him retiring off back-to-back Super Bowls at 40 years old and going right? Riding off into the sunset. Yeah, no, absolutely. I there can see he that. He could not have retired but better than that. That's not in Brady's DNA. Now it? he's not because he's just lost it. So he's going to try and win it next year and retire next year. I think they'd have both gone this. Well, definitely Brady. I thought Brady would retire after this game if he'd won it. Interesting. I don't think he's that ever going to retire. I don't think he retires. I, I no. think I'm. I think Jim's in my camp. I I think Brady ends up. He goes until getting he's told benched. he he can't play anymore. Yeah. I don't think he's getting benched. I don't think he retires. I think he, he whatever, won't give up. Whatever season he's playing, he will finish that season, and then they'll have a conversation. They'll say you're not part of the plans. He's not getting the the yeah. The but Patriots I don't... owe him too much. They're not going to bench him. No, well, they're not going to bring start Brian Hoyer, are they? So no. yeah, you're right. But, but the Patriots doesn't mean even... he doesn't drop off a cliff. No, but you look at Brissett and Garoppolo played last year. What do they have a three and one record when Brady was suspended? Yeah, you can plug anyone in at quarterback. They got to yeah, the yeah. playoffs with Matt Castle, like. They're not going to have with Belichick there. They're not going to have a situation like the Colts had with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, where they completely just were. Well, they were horrific when when Manning was out. They had a one in fifteen season. Yeah, and then they get the first overall pick, and then it's right. We're going to take Andrew Luck. Sorry, we're going for the future. The Patriots are never going to have the first pick in the draft, regardless of who plays at quarterback. If Brady's out for a season with an ACL, true, start, true. That we're not going to have that scenario. So the only scenario you're talking about is one of the backups, which is who now? Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer. Yeah, so you're going to say they're going to drop Brady for Brian Hoyer even if Brady's playing badly? Of course they're not. No, but if he drops I'm off a cliff, that. then they, they they have to plug someone in there and they've got to now go and pick up a, a rookie QB or another quarterback from somewhere because they've lost Garoppolo. Yeah. So there has to be someone else in this equation that we don't know about yet. They draft a... Well, it's not in this equation that we don't know about. It's whoever they draft this year. They draft a quarterback every bloody year. Yeah, exactly. So, last so, year. so it's either going to be a picked-up free agent or it's going to be a drafted quarterback. But that person is going to have to be the person that when Brady falls off the cliff, steps into the shoes. Yeah. Whereas Belichick had spent, what, three, three four years yeah. priming Garoppolo to do that. Yep. And now Garoppolo's not there. Yeah. But they've done that with Ryan Mallett. But does Belichick want to spend <laughs> three or four years spent grooming another quarterback I'm not sure he does well no that's why I think he lives and dies with Brady he'd rather have a second round pick take a co- another cornerback say build a team around Brady 
and then retire when Brady goes. His issue isn't the next 10 years of the franchise. He's not going to be there for no. 10 years. No, so he's burning the house on the way out, is he? Who cares? He doesn't care. <laughs> I'm I'm not convinced he's going to be there in the next two years. Okay, so why so why does it matter then if Garoppolo was the, the next person? Brady's got two years in him. Because I think, I think what Belichick would have wanted to have happened is to say, look, I can do this without Brady. Yeah. Belichick has, has, has always had the Belichick and Brady, their combination. Great. I, I think Belichick wants to sit there and go, I want a Super Bowl with Garoppolo as well. I don't think he cares that much. I just think he wants yeah. to win. I don't, well, get, I, don't, I don't think he cares how he does it. We'll never convince you, Because he... No, look, if he signed off on the Garoppolo trade, which he 100% did, he definitely signed off on Spygate. So I don't think he cares how he wins. <laughs> I no, I agree. I don't I care agree. if people doesn't go, oh, he did it with Garoppolo as well. as well. I don't think the asterisks mean anything to him. No, but, of course they don't. You know, it's... It, I just... There's something there that isn't quite right at the top of that organisation at the minute. And I, it's only kind of happened in the last six months or so I think they're just I think they know that there's going to be a transition when Belichick goes and when Brady goes and they're accruing draft picks they don't really care about Garoppolo um, you know the next five ten years you know you can go into relative obscurity if they win if they'd have won this that would have been what six in twelve years which is just absolutely mental or six in fifteen years I think it yeah. is but it's that's still crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, they could not. They could not win for th- eighteen years, isn't he? So it was his first season. All right, well, six and eighteen. Well, he was, he was still... a backup for a while, wasn't he? So yeah, I think it was his second year. It was Bledsoe right, well, getting hurt. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But... So let's say six and fifteen, which is mental. They could they could not win for another twenty years, and it wouldn't be a problem. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying it would be a problem. But if you're the owner of the Patriots, you're not suddenly going to want to go. Well, that's all right. We'll just be <laughs> mediocre for twenty years. We'll go back yeah, to how then, we were before. But then it doesn't work that way. It's still a business. But then, what pick do you normally need to get a good quarterback? So, if you think Garoppolo's there, but you've got nothing, yeah, but else. that's why I'm saying that that they'd already had this succession plan in place, and now it's all been blown up because Garoppolo's not there. Yeah, but they think that if you think Brady's carrying your team and you've not got enough weapons for a young quarterback as talented as Garoppolo is, Brady could fall off the cliff next week. He could, but if you've if Gronk's going to leave then. Cooks is going to go. Well, Gronk's you've already got... mentioning retiring. Yeah, so... so you've got nothing else, yeah? All you've got is a quarterback who can carry you to maybe six, seven wins on his own without anyone else, yeah? He's that good, I think, Garoppolo. What does that mean for your draft? You can't rebuild a team. To rebuild a team, the Patriots know you need to crew draft picks and you need to draft high. So you're not, so what, you're, hang on, you're not high you... on Garoppolo then? You don't think he's going to get them to... Well, I, th- I think he'd be that annoying thing that I keep having with the Chargers, which is you keep getting a middle-of-the-road draft pick and you can't rebuild. He you're never going to his career yet. Huh? He hasn't lost a game in his NFL career yet. You know, yeah, we're still okay. Waiting. Yeah, that's fine. But it's he will lose one. I promise you. <laughs> I mean, that's the other <laughs> thing. Isn't it? I mean, in theory, Garoppolo is a free agent, so they could just go and sign him. They won't. No, 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 no. All right, that is that'd the, be amazing. That would be absolutely the amazing. hubris of the Patriots fan that thinks that they're just going to be able to re-sign Garoppolo. He's but he's almost re- he's almost signed a, a lucrative contract in San Francisco. Almost. Well, why the hell wouldn't you? Almost. Oh, why would you want to go back to the the mess that's going to be New England in a couple of years? Exactly. So what do they do? Clean You're on house. the West Coast, beautiful California, with one of the best defensive minds in the game. Or you can go and quarterback for Bill Belichick and win some Super Bowls. You might win. 49ers aren't going to win a Super Bowl Santa, in the next Shanahan. two or three years. I don't think that's true. I think they're going to be very close in the next couple I, of years. It'd be interesting. I mean, I, I think exactly the same line. Though. I am playing devil's advocate a little bit. I mean, I, d- I don't think Garoppolo's going back, but 
you know, talk about Spanner in the works if he did. I'd love he it. He won't go back. I think it'd be hilarious because this, be, this would just fuel the fire of all these conspiracy theories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like Martellus Bennett. I don't see any him. reason why you'd want to go back to that, knowing that Belichick's not going to be there for much longer. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe that's the what, reason why. Yeah. And they're going to completely... Belichick's not going to be there, ha- but I get the rest a, of the team. They're all going to fall off cliff as a, as a team, get a couple of first-round picks, trade those back, get a couple more picks, and then all of a sudden... They've accrued a new team and they found their new Brady. That's what's going to happen. So saith the king. Uh, <laughs> let's let's have someone else win it for a change, shall we? Come on. We just did. Yeah, once. But look, I mean, have, all right. Let's have, have some sustained non-patriot Super Bowls, shall as, we? As you wanted to talk about where they go from here, yeah, etc., etc. Thank you. Let's get off Brady and stuff. So mm-hmm. Gronk's already mentioned he might want to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of injuries he's had mm-hmm. with his back and all the rest him. of it, I can't say I blame him. No, he's had um, a hell of a career. Yeah. Uh, first, ball, first Battle Hall of Famer. For sure. Oh, uh, without even so, blinking. He's the best player in his yeah. position, ever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Shannon Sharp, but that's personal Ooh. preference. Simmer. Simmer down with Shannon <laughs> Sharp. I'd have taken Tony Gonzalez, but I'm not yeah, having Shannon no, Sharp. Tony Gonzalez never made a Super Bowl. That's not his fault. Yeah, he's a tight end. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Super Bowls mean a lot. Mm. Anyway, Antonio Gates. Gates might be up there. Yeah, but Gronkowski, I think, is number one player. Any Gates? Basketball player who who I think has the most touchdowns ever for a tight end. So yeah, more than Gronk and steroids. More than Gronk. More than Gronk. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got more than Gronk. Is he first ballot? Well, Gates. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, he is. Should we talk about some Hall of Famers that actually did make it in? Uh, yeah, go on. Let's start with the big one. Randy Moss. First time, straight in. Uh, it's his second his second all-time in touchdown receptions with 156, behind the GOAT. Uh, he finished with eight seasons of at least 1,200 yards receiving and seven of at least 70 catches. A six-time Pro Bowl selection who averaged at least 15 yards per reception in eight of his 16 seasons. And never won a Super Bowl. So hang on, Tom Brady's got the most no, touchdown receptions. Jerry ever. Rice. That, it didn't look like it on Sunday. <laughs> no, no, Jerry Rice. Oh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Drafted by the Vikings in 1998. Yep. Played for the Raiders. That was a hell of a Vikings team in 98 as well. Yeah. That was the one that, that should have won the Super Bowl that didn't. Yeah. Lost to the Falcons. Him and Chris Carter, two wide they, receivers, they two Hall of av- Fame wide yeah, receivers. Exactly, and they were just averaging sort of 45 points a game and just. Blowing yeah. teams away. Who was the quarterback? Culpepper, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I think it was Culpepper. Uh, Dante Culpepper. 98. Yeah, no. Yeah, Culpepper, yeah. Because all yeah. he did was just throw go routes, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it, basically. Well, why not? Randy Moss run, Chris Carter do a slant, yeah. and away you go. Oh, it was outrageous. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. So, I've yeah. never seen... He was a cheat code. I've never seen anyone that he just is faster and bigger than everyone else. Just, just the first proper Madden player, wasn't yeah. he? It was, oh, it just, was just literally first real-life Madden player. And mm-hmm. just some sound bites as well. Straight cash, homie. It doesn't get better <laughs> than that. How are you going to pay your fine? Straight cash, homie. Amazing. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, made it with the Vikings. Played for the Raiders, the Patriots, the Titans, and ended with the 49ers. I'm pretty sure he holds the single season touchdown record for wide receiver as well when he's with the Patriots. Yes. The year that Brady threw the yes. 50 touchdowns. 2007. Yeah. Because Brady got 54 yeah. or something. The almost the undefeated I think, I think year. Moss when Moss got 26 of those or yeah. something. It was ridiculous. He was mm-hmm. a joke. He was an absolute joke. Deserved to be a first ballot. Beat him in the Super Bowl. They did. Deserved to be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
the other um, big name, Terrell Owens, at wide receiver, he's mm. in on his second go against yeah. the Hall of Fame. Should have been in on his first, but yeah, I think he, we discussed that last year, didn't we? Yeah. Around this time, so. yeah. He had five 1,200-yard receiving seasons. He's second in all-time in receiving yards at 15,934. And third in touchdown catches, 153. So just three behind Randy Moss um, and Jerry Rice. I think Randy Moss also is the first first ballot wide receiver since Jerry Rice. Mm. I think all the other wide receivers that have gone in, I think, have all been second or third. Because actually, Rice didn't he's... go in that long ago. Because Rice carried on playing into the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. It's, you know, if you get like Jerry Rice was still playing when he was forty two, forty three. He had yeah. a, a preseason with the Broncos or something, didn't he? And yeah, and just love that division. Chiefs, <laughs> remember him having a game He'd at the Chiefs or something? Yeah, by yeah. End, yeah. By that point, he was he was everywhere. But yeah, no, I think think I think. Moss is the first first ballot wide receiver. I mean, talking about yeah. players that went everywhere. I mean, Terrell Owens was signed by the 49ers, but he went to the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bills, and the, ended up with the Bengals. Yeah. And still thinks he can play today as well. He still looks like he can play. Yeah, that guy is a specimen. He is a specimen. He was just a special player. Like He dominated yeah. for, the, for the Niners. He then had a conversation at the Pro Bowl with Donovan McNabb, yeah. who then manufactured a trade for him. Um, went to the Eagles played as we mentioned earlier on a broken leg yeah. and dominated in the Super Bowl unfortunately they lost that game um, he then got managed to manufacture a trade out of the Eagles by uh, you know having an argument with Donovan McNabb mm. Cowboys he was brilliant at as well yep. um, he was a game changer he wasn't was he? Fantastic. You, you had to scheme against him the whole time you couldn't not you had to double team him. him. If you if you single team Terrell Owens, mm. he's either going to beat you with pace, mm. very much like Randy Moss. He's either going to beat you with pace, or he's just going to beat you up. Yeah, yeah. the difference so, that, that was the difference between him with Randy. Randy Moss was a slender dude, um, but T- Terrell Owens was was like almost like blue collar old school yeah. receiver across the middle. He was as big as a linebacker, yeah. but a lot faster. His hands were fantastic. Um, he seemed to get smashed and just be able to retain the ball, and he had over the top speed. He was. You know, if you were to build a wide receiver on Madden, I, I genuinely believe it would look like Terrell Tyre, uh, Owens. You're probably right. You're probably right. You go six two, big, strong, Absolutely good hand everything. speeds. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the perfect wide receiver would look like Terrell Owens. Yes. Play like him as well. It's, it's a bit yeah. of a shame, really, that this yeah. off the field stuff. Yeah. Maybe stop from going in last yeah. year. When you have the emotion, I think it emotion and talk rating on on Madden, what you do is you drop it down. <laughs> yeah. so that's the only difference you have. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I think it's off the field stuff and and you know on the some field of stuff. it, <laughs> some of it, is, he's been maligned a bit unfairly for. Mm. But you know, at least he's in there now. I mean, I I think he should have gone in last year. I think yeah. he should have been a first ballot. I How can you be second in yards? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think him, yeah. Moss, and Rice are above everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, and despite not winning a Super Bowl, he still had an yeah. MVP. If they'd have won it, he'd have won the MVP. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think they lost by three points. Three points. Well. Yeah. It was a three-point Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to linebackers then, shall we? Because another two solid people went in. One I First thought of would all, go. one I thought would be in. One I thought would wait two years. So we say Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, I thought would be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say thirteen Pro Bowls in a. Yeah. 18 year career yeah I, think, exactly. I think that's in it was his first year of eligibility it was a two time NFL defensive player of the year and Super Bowl MVP when the Ravens closed the 2000 season with the title the first of two Super Bowl winning teams on which Lewis played 
He started 227 games and was credited with uh, 800 tackle seasons. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I'm amazed you haven't tried to, you know, say anything a little bit controversial about Ray Lewis, to be honest. <laughs> Has he been controversial? No, no, but just Jim being a Steelers fan, you know, and just normally the, the, the rivalry comes out. And- Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is an absolute legend. Um, uh, honestly, as an opponent, you can be nothing but scared when Ray Lewis was lining up against you. Um, is an absolute Steelers beast held him that. in the highest respect for a good reason. Him and Ed Reed were the the beaten heart of that that Ravens defense. Yeah. Well, there's that Bill Belichick uh, documentary, isn't there? I think it was a football life, and they mm. did a two parter, and th- he basically sat there and said, "I don't know what to do about Ray Lewis." Yeah, and the fact that Ed Reed's behind him as well, just don't yeah. throw it on that side of the pitch. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's all he can do. Yeah, um, yeah. Ray Lewis is probably my favourite linebacker of the last fifteen, twenty years, to be honest. Um, just had everything. Mm. He could. He. I mean, all right, maybe not towards the end of his career, but he could cover. He was sideline, sideline. He had speed. He had strength. He just had this, God knows where it came from, this ability to just mash linemen out of his way to get to the quarterback mm. or a running back. Didn't he and get an interception his last game ever as well to win this, in the Super Bowl? Um, he did he get an interception yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. I think, yeah, in his last game. He definitely that turned was, up, didn't he, on that last Well, that, game. Was, that was the one they turned the lights out, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Change the game. Change anyway, the game. he was. Yeah, um, yeah he was. Talk, Kaepernick and talking about lights out. I don't think Kaepernick. I've ever seen anyone hit that hard. Oh, Ray, just he was like Mike Tyson, but he was absolutely monster, monster yeah. of a man. Two best inside linebackers I've seen play since I've been watching in since two thousand ish. Um, is him and Derek Brooks with the two linebackers. I just remember being frightened of Patrick Willis into that as well. Yeah, Willis on his day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a really good shot. But yeah, I think they were um, Lewis. Yeah, just iconic. Yeah, he's in the conversation for the best linebacker of all time. So absolutely, had to be, oh, yeah. absolutely had to be uh, had to be in there for sure. Yeah, whole career with the Ravens as well, mm-hmm. and yeah. that last season it was him retiring that carried them through as well. You know, yeah, that was the catalyst for sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no no complaints there, Ray Lewis. No, no all Stonewall, three, all three all. fine, all yeah. three fine. Next up, then you don't agree that Brian Urlacher should be in the Hall of Famer's first ballot? I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I didn't think he'd get in the same year as Ray Lewis the same way I didn't know if Terrell Owens and Randy Moss would go in the same year I agree I also think if you're going to make Charles Haley wait as long as he had to mm. then Lacker for me isn't a first round shoe in I, I, I think he gets in but I just yeah I no think I think he's, he's a Hall of Fame player I'm yeah. not sure he's a first ballot no top there of are the too many other names player. coming up though Punk that you know the next couple of years there are people that are just are going to make the list straight in you know so you, this is a, probably the best time to get him in. Really? Now, who? Who's? who's well, when he I'm goes in to in five, ten years, then, doesn't he? Well, you're going to leave him five, ten years, hanging mm. around. There was a time when there were the two biggest shirt sales were Mike Vick and Brian Erlacher. Yeah, but that's because they're the only ones that were available in the UK. Yes, probably it's not know? that, and in the US, <laughs> people tuned in to watch Brian Erlacher. He was great. He's no, a he Hall of a, Famer. Definitely a Hall of Fame linebacker. Yeah. He's not first, but he's not on the par with Ray Lewis. Yeah, who are you picking as linebacker to start? Ray Lewis or Brian Erlacher? If you're That's not the point. That's not the point. He's I, an eight-time Pro Bowl selection, okay? Yeah. He's a former safety at college. How many... T- and point pro- return. And how many Pro Bowls did uh, Ray Lewis have? Uh, 13. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm not disputing that Brian Urlacher's a Hall of Famer. What I'm disputing is that I thought, based on Ray Lewis going in on the same season, 
he wouldn't get in. Same way we had this debate a couple of years ago about Tory Holt and Bruce yeah, Irwin. Yeah. Saying that we didn't think they'd go in together because they both played the same position. Yeah. They happen to be on the same team, but it would have been the same debate had they played for opposing teams. Defensive player of the year in 2005. He was great. Member of the NFL 2000s all-decade team. He was great. But he he's great. not as good as Ray Lewis. You shouldn't hold him out just because that. If there's a space for him... But it's not if there's a the space position. for it's him. It's not necessarily Ray Lewis. I think it's the position. But either way, he deserves to be in. I'm glad he got in. And if he's first ballot, he's first ballot. But All right, so, well, fair enough. But he's in. So congratulations to Brian Alaka. Very much so. So let's talk about someone I'm hoping you'll say is a shoe-in as well. Uh, Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Speaking Safety for the Eagles from 96 to 2008. And then 2009 to 11 with the Broncos. Yep. Absolutely um, deserves to be in there. Legend, another blue collar player, old school thumper. Yep, got him to the NFC Championship game uh, four consecutive times. Played in Super Bowl thirty nine. Yep. yep, nine Pro Bowls. Uh, yeah, and he's on the short list of players who've had at least thirty five interceptions and twenty sacks. Yep. That's pretty impressive. Does that mean John Lynch missed it? Missed yeah. what? Okay. Yeah, John Lynch didn't get into the Hall of Fame. No, do you think he didn't get in because Brian Dawkins got in and they play the same position? <laughs> I think <laughs> it could be very possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did Lynch win a Super Bowl? Lynch yes. won Super Bowls. Yeah. Yep. Don't talk to Punk about the Super Bowl that John Lynch won. It'll bring up some harsh memories. Well, no, I think you appreciate that John Lynch was I, an excellent I can player. appreciate that John Lynch was a very, very good player. Very, very good safety. In fact, he's probably a Hall of Fame safety. I would say I'm so. Sure he is. First ballot, do you think? Uh, probably not well, first not ballot, because I don't think he's quite as good as Brian Dawkins was. There we go. And okay. Brian Dawkins has gone in as first ballot, hasn't yeah, he? Let's talk about so Brian Dawkins. You know, yeah. any, any memories of him, particularly Punk? I mean, you're, you know... Uh, Brian Dawkins mainly mainly Brian Dawkins was one of those players that if you didn't know where he was on the pitch he was going to kill you so <laughs> yeah. you know every every quarterback would have to sit there and go so what's Dawkins doing is he coming to kill me or is he going to kill my wide receiver that I'm not <laughs> going to throw the ball to yeah. because of it and that then gave time for the rest of the defensive line and stuff to get to the quarterback because they just had to pick up Dawkins. He was Polamalu before Polamalu. He was po- he was he was the prototype for Polamalu, and yeah, I mean they're very similar in styles of play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Dawkins, Dawkins, yeah, he was the, he was kind of the first of a generation, mm-hmm. really, of that kind of after Ronnie Lott, but yeah, but where you could you know still hit people however you really wanted to, but the first of that kind of we're now starting to change the rules slightly so you're going to have to hit in a certain way yeah. Dawkins was really the first one that kind of embodied that and, and figured out how to play the position without killing people yeah I think he played I think that he was just a perfect combination similar to Reed and, and Polamalu and I, I mean that as a compliment because those guys are just iconic absolutely. players absolutely I think Dawkins was in that category because he was absolutely a thumper it was frightening like you said you had to know where he was but you also had to know where he was because he was incredibly intelligent. And I don't think he gets talked about in the same way as Reed and Polamalu because he played in those Philly teams. Yeah. And and Philly have always been that kind of... Yeah, they've been that, that blue-collar, roughhouse team, mm-hmm. but they've never quite done as much as they should have done. I mean, if yeah. you think of those McNabb teams, like you said, I think they got to four NFC championships in a row. Yeah. You know, that's very Bills-like. <laughs> from from the early nineties, yeah, only made it to the one Super Bowl though. Yeah. So I think because of that, Dawkins doesn't really get talked about in the same way. But he was definitely up there, definitely yeah. up there. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. So then we've got the uh, the GM that got in was Bobby Bethard. 
Uh, he was a personal executive for five teams in his career in the league, including Super Bowl winners with the Dolphins and the Redskins. He was part of ten division winners and four Super Bowl winners overall, including the 72 Dolphins, who did the undefeated season. Yeah, That's um, even before my time, so... Yeah, I don't actually know him, but he yeah. sounds like a legend. If he was the GM for a team that went undefeated, he's done a good job. Yeah, yeah, from the 70s to the late 80s, he was with the Redskins. 90 to 2000 with the Chargers as well. Yeah, obviously um, you should have known that, but I don't. Then you got then you got the two uh, older players that get in. First one was Robert Brazil, linebacker for the Houston Oilers. In his nine-year career, he was a seven-time Pro Bowl selection, as well as four-time first-team All-Pro. The player known as Doctor Doom was named the NFL's All-Decade Team of the seventies. It's also got so, the sickest nickname. Yeah, Doctor Doom, yeah, no, he's it's mad. I remember the Oilers. I don't mm. remember Doctor Doom as much. <laughs> uh, if in the XFL would be on the back of his shirt so yeah yeah he would have been Dr. Doom in the XFL wouldn't he yeah. but, I remember yeah. him in Fantastic Four yeah uh, the other guy was Jerry Kramer offensive guard um, in the 50s and 60s for the Green Bay Packers Kramer played his final season with the Packers in 68 he was the only guard selected to the NFL's 50th anniversary team and was a lead blocker for one of the league's iconic plays in the Packers sweep um, how can you only have one guard in a team he was the was well, any guard selected? What's so he going to play with half an offensive <laughs> yeah. line? I think the NFL. 50, well, I think they were more skill players. Was the NFL fifty? I don't I know. Can't I think remember. It was probably the fifty greatest players over the fifty years or something. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, misunderstood. He was also the guy that moved uh, moved the, the defensive line so Bart Starr could score the winning touchdown in the ice bowl. So there we go. We've all yeah. seen him play. Then we have seen that play. <laughs> We've seen the move. Uh, so that was Jerry Kramer. Um, there were no complaints from what I could see of any of those no I don't think so no well Erlacher's a 100% a Hall of Famer and I'm glad he's in yeah it seems to be a pretty well consensus uh, list of players to get in there Jerry Kramer should have probably been in there a long time ago yeah I don't think there's any any there that anyone's really going to argue about too hard Um, I'm just trying to think who that's left on the outside looking in from the rest of this year's nominees Lynch was one Lynch that's about the only one I, I can really can't think, think of, of anyone Baselli like, and people like that the, yeah Baselli maybe but, I mean the problem you've got is that I mean certainly over the last couple of years you've had the whole Charles Haley thing where he was waiting to go in and they got they managed to kind of start a little bit of a bottleneck again of players waiting to go in um, I think we've still got a whole load of wide receivers that but none as clear cut as Marston Owens, though. Yeah, but no, 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 absolutely. But we're now really reaching the internet era as well, where people just had so much access to all the games. Mm-hmm. This is true. These, you know, there's going to the older guys are, you know, need to get in quick or yeah, you know, these, these like real icons. Get you, look, you think, you know, we've got some legends to, to come out over the next few years. That you know, I know it's five years, isn't it, before you're eligible? Five years. You know, the likes of Fitzgerald and Jason Witten, and you know, we talked about Antonio Gates. You know, these guys that are coming out that are going to be... Gronk. Gronk's another... If, if it's he know, five years yeah. from today, maybe. If he retires this year, that's... Yeah, that's crazy. But, um, you know, and we've not even touched on the quarterbacks to come out as well. So, no. it's... um, It's me tough for some of the older players because, you know, it's just all all of these guys that are coming out now, their film is just so accessible. Their highlights, they're all on YouTube. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for them not to be Absolutely. Picked. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So that's it. That's the Hall of Fame class. And then we've also talked in depth, I think, about the Eagles and Patriots. I believe so. 
So, just a very quick one then before we go about the uh, season as a whole. We'll obviously do a recap uh, mm-hmm. of the a review of the entire season mm-hmm. uh, in the next couple of weeks, moving mm-hmm. up to the draft. But uh, how do you, you reckon it went, Punk? Was it a good season overall for the NFL? I think it was an interesting season. I think there was definitely been a changing of the guard, mm-hmm. which is always nice. I think some of those kind of stale teams have started dropping away and you're getting a bit of new blood coming through and finally, you know, the Jags and... Uh, the Rams have finally kind of sorted themselves out and look like exciting young teams that will carry on for a few years. Um, whether we'll get as bored talking about them as we do the Patriots now, <laughs> I, I'm not so sure. But, you know, they, I think this season's... The one thing that stood out for me this season is they have to get this catch rule sorted out because yeah. I think more than anything else, it just annoys people. Because you don't know if it's a catch or not. You don't yeah. know if your team scored a touchdown. You can't really celebrate, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Just need to go away and, and sort that out. But I think it's been a good season. I mean, from a Raiders point of view, maybe not so much. <laughs> but um, I think I think we're in a good good place. Hey, you've to, got Chucky back. we got Chucky back. I think we're in a good place to build for next year. I think the, the cornerstones of that team from two years ago are still there. You know, we need to pay... Um, a few players, I think. I'm trying to think who we've got. That oh, we need to find a linebacker, middle linebacker. You need a middle mm-hmm. linebacker for sure. Definitely need a middle linebacker. Um, Bring back Rolando McLean, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pro bowler. He was mm. was mm. a few years ago. Mm. Yeah, not anymore. No. Um, so from Raiders' point of view, I'm positive. I think. It was just a few growing pains, really, in in that team. Um, we need to look at the O line. I don't think that worked particularly well this year, although it was amazing the year before. And they're all starting to, well, certainly Donald Penn is starting to kind of fall off a quite a long way. And it shows age, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's just caught up with him now. Um, so we'll 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 look at that. Uh, I'm interested to see what Chucky does. I can't wait to see your offense. I, d- I, I think, wait I think the offense. offense could be ridiculous, to be honest. It's it just concerns me that Spider we, two. Why banana? <laughs> absolutely. We'll run that every single week. Yeah. But every play. I'm just i need Amari Cooper to come back and remember how to catch a ball and not a cold. Oh yeah. man. Um Michael Crabtree to realise he's paid to play football and Michael not, Crabtree to play football and not wear big he's gold chains. Slice, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite positive yeah. for next season. Um, I think on the whole in the NFL this season, it's been interesting. It's been good. There have been some good games. Yeah. Some great games. There haven't been too many massive injuries. I mean, it's a shame that Andrew Luck never really got going again. And Edelman. Edelman. Well, Edelman really just replaced with Amendola. Same player, really, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? So, you know, Patriots always find one. But, but you had Deshaun Watson, you Deshaun had Watson came through. Down, you know. I mean, Deshaun Watson in those eight games was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this, this is what I'm excited about, actually. This, my one takeaway from the season is is actually this. And it's sort of it's to follow on from what you said, um, Punk, in a sense that I don't think we're going to have this Patriots thing again. Because you look, what what to me is exciting is this young crop of quarterbacks that have come through. You've got Wentz, you've got Watson, Goff stepped up this yep. year. Wilson's, Wilson's not old. Luck's not old. Um, you've got Carr, who is brilliant as well. Um, Mahomes to come in. We'll see what he does. Mm-hmm. Looks like a really good rookie class as well. Yep. All of a yeah. sudden now, it's we're, you know it's almost saturated with good quarterbacks. Really young. Good, sorry, Mariota. Hopefully, Winston yeah. comes back. 
there's some great, great players. So I think we're not going to have this same thing where ultimately uh, AFC was was Colts and Manning yep. in the championship game, and you know, obviously Brady, uh, um, Colts and Manning, Brady and Manning. Brady got the best of it, but yep. you know Manning got his Super Bowl. That was almost a foregone conclusion. It was going to be those two teams. Um, we don't have that anymore. We've got real, real, you know, good crop of young quarterbacks. Be interesting to see what happens there. Um, and I think that's really exciting. I, I, you know, I think that people people are going to be stepping out. We'll see if one guy emerges as as the top of that group, and and you know maybe leads his team to the promised land. But I think that it's just a really exciting team, uh, a time for for the NFL and to be a fan of the NFL and I like the fact that we're starting to get a few younger coaches coming in as well mm-hmm. to go with these young quarterbacks yeah. it, it really does feel yeah. like to a changing of the guard where some of the kind of more storied and mm-hmm. uh, coaches that have been around for years and years are starting to retire and, and move off mm-hmm. and so now we're getting the McVeighs through and you know putting Plus in McDonald's exciting and... yeah putting in exciting different looking offences yeah. and and the aggression on play court like you know play calls fourth down now is is a lot of teams go for it yeah that, that was never the case you play possession no. whereas now teams are like playing aggressive they realise it's a high scoring fluid sort of type of football we're playing at the moment yeah. so you need to put ball you know it's a touchdown league you need to you need to score touchdowns to win games so you need to keep drives going you know, people for going for two to win games rather than going into Absolutely. overtime, or um, you know, going going for two because Steelers especially they realised they had a fifty percent record of two point conversions the previous season. So yep. if they can up that to sixty, all of a sudden they're getting more more points on the yep. board. So it's um it's a really exciting time in football. Um, it's uh it's a good time to be in the podcast about it. It's great to see, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. What are you excited about? Don't mention your team. <laughs> Yeah, Josh Dobbs. I'm excited to see. Uh, <laughs> you need to draft a quarterback. No, no, no. I'm the, you I'm do need to draft a quarterback. We drafted one. No, another one. So I'm looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to seeing the new quarterbacks that come through in the draft class. Actually, I I think there there could be quite a few that can make it. I like to see everyone kind of make it. I think you know? there could. There'll be they're... three top five quarterbacks taken this year. I'm really yeah. There are a few a few guys in the draft that we're going to be talking about. Obviously, that I am very intrigued to see how they do. Um. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's probably at the top of that list interesting yeah. he's not top of mine no I don't think he will be at the top of yours but I'm just saying that I don't I'm... mean I, I don't mean top of the quarterback list and I, d- I know you don't mean that either but no. he's also not top of mine to watch ok yeah <laughs> that's fine that's mm. fine but yeah, laying the groundwork for a future this. podcast there we go yeah <laughs> there we go well thank you very much Punk for coming in and actually spending some time with us and always going through the Super Bowl always a pleasure yeah and uh, yeah, everyone should be on uh, on Twitter following us as well. Why aren't you on Twitter following us, guys? And just think, it's Come only on. 213 days till next season starts. Yeah, I mean, we're still going to be recording. We're going to be doing, like I said, a review of the, the entire season, looking through the teams in a bit more depth. Yep. Then we'll be doing the, the ramp up to the draft. Yeah. Trying so to drum up some more fans with, you know, maybe go controversial. We don't know. Yeah, I'm sure we can do Jim that Jim keeps saying sex tape but I don't know whether that will actually I'm <laughs> not sure that would work I don't think that would sell <laughs> <laughs> have you seen what Jim looks like with his clothes off oh. <laughs> I want a refund already I haven't seen it <laughs> anyway thanks very much guys <laughs> uh, yeah so until next week guys I've been Jim that's been the king that's been Punk Raider and thank you so much for listening 